Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast about all things magic and mythology and pop culture. It's my turn. It is your turn. My, my, my turn. Yeah. Uh, and what I'm do you excited, got for me? I'm excited about this one. Is that right? Yeah. I was researching for hours Ooh. last night. I just fell down the hole and I could have kept going. Like yeah. I could have made this a main episode because oh. I was so interested in it. Yeah. it. just And it's Virgo season, man. I can't stop with the details. I'm like, oh, <laughs> let me put that in there. Let me sprinkle this. But I said I was going to do it. Yes. Okay. Here is our outcast episode. I've been waiting Uh, for this one. I've been waiting for this one. So if you don't know, okay, this is an American hip hop duo formed in 1992 by Andre 3000 and Big Boy in Atlanta, Georgia. Wow. Now we have recently talked about Outkast because I had the crushing realization. I always (laughs) will get into their astrology signs, but I always thought that Andre 3000 was the Aquarius and Big Boy was the Gemini, and I was incorrect, nope. and my heart shattered a little. That was a big L for the Aquarians. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, wow, not that. I love Big Boy, too. Yeah, but right? I was like, wow, I'm questioning everything. I mean, Andre 3000 just exudes Aquarius energy And he to doesn't me. have a goddamn Aquarius placement in his chart. I studied that thing under a microscope, and I was like, make this make sense. Uh, but, so I promised to do an Outcast yeah, episode you to, did. you know, right my wrong. That's to right. right my wrong. That's right. All right, so Outcast is credited with putting Atlanta on the hip hop map in the mid nineties and with popularizing Southern hip hop. No big deal. Wow. No big deal at all. No pressure. Uh, They are considered to be one of the greatest hip hop acts of all time. Hmm, This is a big one. I'm feeling a little bit of pressure. Are you feeling a little pressure? Well, you know, when you really like, I have always loved Outkast. You know, when you love and respect you yes. know, an artist, you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to drop get it the right. fucking ball. You want to get it right. I want to get it right. Yeah. Get it right. That's a different artist, <laughs> but I just, I'm going to probably sing a lot in this episode. Are you feeling sing-songy? I'm very, I'm very sing-songy. <laughs> I've been struck, you know. <laughs> With the outcast energy. Ooh, I love that. All right, so popular songs that even your grandma knows. All right, we all know these songs. Yes, Lori, <laughs> even you. Hey, yeah. Uh, okay, come on. One. That was like at one point one of the biggest so songs. Yeah. You could not escape that song and the music video. Thank you. That's a little taste. That's a little taste. Uh, Miss Jackson. We Sorry, all know. <laughs> uh, it's so fresh, so clean. We quote that one quite a lot. Okay. Don't send us a cease and desist. <laughs> Andre 3000, please don't. I promise not to sing anymore. <laughs> Take a drink if I do. All right. I truly believe that they are one of the most magical duos in music uh, history. And that's why we're going to talk about them here at Uncle Bob's. I love it. Let's dive in. Here's okay. some background. Give it to okay, me. Okay. This history is obviously extensive. We're talking about one of the biggest yes. acts of all time. There's a lot to cover. Yes. I will only be focusing on Outcast as a unit here. We could dive into each of them individually Separately. because they wow. are both super interesting and maybe that'll come at a later time. But okay. right now I'm going to focus.
focused on the unit and pay attention to the little synchronicities, the little magical synchronicities. I've picked up on quite a few in their history. Okay. Andre Lauren Benjamin, also known as Andre 3000, was born on May 27th, 1975 in Atlanta, Georgia. So once again, that makes him the Gemini sun. Uh, uh, uh. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Uh, And he's got a Capricorn moon. And a Leo rising. Um, Uh, I couldn't, only a few sources said his rising. So I don't know if that's accurate. You know, the rising gets Mm -hmm. finicky, but a Leo rising might make sense there. I could see that a little bit. Uh, And then we have Antoine Andre Patton. Wow. wow. That could get confusing. Right. Also known as Big Boy, who was born on February 1st, 1975 in Savannah, Georgia. So that makes Ooh. him the Aquarius. Savannah. And now that I know this, I am picking up on Some the Aquarian little, vibes. I am. So I'm excited uh, to dive into okay. that each. Uh, he has a Libra moon. I like mm-hmm. it. And a Taurus rising. Wow. So I am definitely vibing. With his big yeah. three. Um, and it's weird because when I was looking at big boy's birth chart, I literally had to like take some, you know, looks yeah. away because I was like, am I looking at my birth chart? We share a really? lot of like big placements. Is that right? Sun, Mercury, Venus. Oh, wow. And I, I kept doing a double take. So I don't know. Hey, Maybe we're- <laughs> Simpatico. <laughs> yes. So big boy has said that he grew up around music and that it caught his attention at a young age. He was interested. Okay. Uh, specifically noting that his grandma always had soul music playing. Mm. And I think I read Bob Marley. Big Bob Marley fan. Oh, wow. Right? And Andre 3000 seemed like an all-around artsy kid. I was having a hard time finding info on him as a kid. I was going off of interviews with Big Boy, and it seemed like he was a visual artist, too. Okay. Like, he would spray paint shirts and stuff. He was just very all-around artsy, again, why I thought he was the Aquarius. Of course. But he was into music, fashion. He was very eccentric. He is very fashionable. He is. Um, The two met when they were both in 10th grade at Tri-Cities Visual and Performance. Arts High School in East Point, Georgia. Some sources say they met at a mall. So there's the fashion. They both were like kind of into fashion. Okay, cool. Uh, They were both new students at this school. So naturally, like all of the new students kind of like, you know, formed a little group. Gravitate, yeah. But those two specifically were drawn towards each other. Their energies just seemed to click right away. Hey, you know how well uh, an Aquarius and a Gemini work together. It is a really good duo. And I really love that this is the combo here. It makes so much sense to me. Uh, They started hanging out all the time and they eventually became best buds. Okay, but this was 10th grade. That's a a lot of history there. Uh, But this wasn't just any friendship, right, as we know. This was like a cosmic connection, a meeting of the minds. Okay, they were both very interested in music, specifically funk and hip hop, and they began writing and performing together soon after meeting under the name Two Shades Deep. That was their first name. Then I think that was taken. So then they actually wanted to go by the Misfits. Oh, we know that's taken. And that was taken. So then they like were looking for other words that meant misfit and they landed on outcast uh, but they put a k in there Fun. i love it uh so cut to 1993 the duo now known as outcast starts recording with the production team organized noise and they wind up with a breakthrough hit song called player's ball all right okay so as we know my husband fact check jake really loves hip-hop he so does. i tapped him in here a little bit i was like yeah. tell me because i kept seeing that this was like the organized noise was a, a big deal this okay. uh them meeting up okay, okay. 
So this was taking place during the early days of the Dungeon Family and Atlanta Hip Hop Collective. Okay. So if you are into hip hop, read up on the influence of the Dungeon Family. Okay. Uh, but basically at this time, Southern rap was not respected at all. So remember like the battle of the East Coast versus yes, West Coast. Absolutely. So the South lived in the shadows of Bad Boy on the East and Death Row on the West. Okay. Okay. And the South wasn't really getting any respect. Got nothing. But if you follow rap now, you know that that's not the case anymore. And the right. Dungeon Family okay. was like, who put that oh, on the okay. map? So this is a big deal. And Outkast like, is yeah. like at the forefront at the of this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Outkast's first studio album. Now I'm going to say this and it's going to sound bad because I have no <laughs> sauce. Just bear with me. <laughs> Their first studio album, Southern Playalistic Cadillac Music. You know what? I think Ooh, I nailed bravo. it. I think I nailed it. It was released in 1994. Okay. And it saw both critical and commercial success. I love that. Okay. And then, you know, we all know they just yeah, kept going. The rest they is didn't history. stop. Uh, they released some of the most influential albums of all time. Wow. So ATLians in 1996, Aquemini in 1998, uh, Stankonia in 2000, which brought them more like mainstream su- success with okay. songs like Miss Jackson. That's oh, yeah. where that okay. came in. Gotcha. Then you had Speaker Box in the Love Below in 2003. You love I that. Have to pa- I was obsessed with this. With this album. I think that this is one of the coolest albums of all time from like an artist's perspective and like even a marketing perspective if you don't know they each like did like speaker box was big boys album okay and the love below was andre 3000's album so like two solo albums but they released them together as a package and they like play off of each other so this is when you see the roses music video okay and you see speaker box and the love below playing off of each other you got you bought it as one unit i have chills talking about this because this was such a big deal to me back in the day so you bought it as one cd right and then on one side it was one and on the you flipped it over and it was, and it the, was other, the other and you opened it up and they each had like their own booklets and stuff oh, like it was cool. they went it's so good wow that's ingenious yeah and I yeah. mean it's just perfectly yeah. represents outcast like they were just pushing the boundaries they and they were time. so artsy yeah um and then you had Idlewild in 2006 Ugh, which that. lore loves love if you that. don't know they made a movie love it where they wrote all of the music and it's underrated just so i have that in here it's yeah. so underrated mm-hmm. i don't know if people didn't like it i fucking loved it I thought it was awesome go watch that movie so after idlewild the duo parted ways and focused more on their solo careers okay um andre 3000 i don't think has really done a lot of music he went on to act Oh, wow. Yeah. And I think I saw that he's in like an A24 movie that oh, really? I want to see. Don't quote me on that. Okay. Yeah. But he is kind of doing it. You could maybe, you know, catch him playing a flute in Philly at one point. <laughs> Wasn't he walking around in Philly with a flute? <laughs> I did hear tell. Yeah. Uh, they have reunited a time or two and they seem to still be close friends. Uh, like it's nothing wonderful. like that. Yeah. But Idlewild remains their last studio album. Oh, I did not realize that. I didn't know that Idlewild no. was the last either. Um, Outcast has won a fuck ton of awards no surprise there right including six grammys wow okay and you will find their name on pretty much every best of list again to this day they are regarded as one of the most successful influential and all-around greatest hip-hop acts to ever exist wow so why i mean like if you don't know you might be saying like well why what sets them apart okay so in modern music i'm very serious am i serious you are serious today you know why (laughs) i can tell this means a lot to you right yeah I was going to say, this is a very serious yes. matter. I'm not playing around. 
around. Okay. <laughs> I'm so serious this yeah, season. You are. This oh. Virgo season is really bringing that out in me. Welcome to my world. I can't wait until the <laughs> until the calendar turns there. I need to loosen up. And we head on into Libra. So in modern music, we get a lot of like copy and paste records that could have mm-hmm. been written by any Anybody. artist, right? But that was not what was happening here. Right. Okay? Outcast was and always will be one of a kind. They blended genres An effortlessly. Orig- originator. Yes, originators. They blended genres. Funk, jazz, hip hop, techno, psychedelic. Like nothing wow. was off the table. Uh-huh. Um, they considered themselves like students of music. Like I they love always that. wanted to be learning. And in turn, they created their own eclectic style. I love that. Okay, so they rapped with otherworldly lyricism, sang effortless melodies and brought positive energy and messaging into their music, but without being preachy. That's Uh important. Okay. Because this is where most like positive music loses a lot of people. Right. Because if we wanted to, you know, hear a sermon or be preached to, we'd go to church. Right. Okay. So you got to be careful. Okay. So they balanced it. Just they balanced right. it. They remained raw and realistic while still using their music to paint a picture that showcases the flaws they perceived in the world and offering alternative perspectives. Oh, I love that. Andre 3000, I have a quote here. He said, I tell it like it is, then I tell it how it could be. Oh, so you kind of see. I love that. That's again, why they stand out. They were yeah. really saying something, but they were still like being like real. Exactly. Realistic. But like the music was still so fucking good. Yeah, like you right. had to listen. You yeah. wanted to listen. Yeah. So you if know you know just I mean? wanted to listen for the music, you could do that. You could definitely do yeah. that. But pay attention and you're, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, with that said, it's no surprise that the two are and were involved in humanitarian efforts and activism. I saw a lot of mentions of animals, that they both uh, love animals. Um, I think Big Boy, like has a lot of animals and Andre 3000 was a vegan for a long time. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Big Boy has the Big Kids Foundation, which is a nonprofit, which enriches the lives of youth in Atlanta. Wonderful. So they're very yeah. involved. Yeah. Uh, plus it can't be denied, right? Like as to why they stand out. There's just something like magical yeah. about the duo. Yeah. You know what? I love a good duo. Hey, <laughs> you think we're, we're as famous as Outcast? No, we might be. We, you know what? I might give us like Simon and Garfunk. But we might be Simon and Garfunkel. I'm not, we're not outcast. Okay. I do love a duo though. You can't look away from them. And again, you can't right. not listen. They are otherworldly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yes. you have to stop. Like you want to stop and hear what's going on. Right. Um, even their fashion, you brought that up. Yeah. Was like bold and imaginative. Very. So like they are kind of walking and talking works of art. I feel like the fashion told a story in and of itself. It really yeah. did. Yeah. I love their fashion. Specifically Andre 3000 oh, yeah. is just so fun. Which is what exudes that Aquarian. I know. Laura, I'm still upset. I know. I, okay? know. <laughs> I cried in bed for a whole day. Uh, while I'm not going to dive into them each individually right now, right? It is important to note that Andre 3000 specifically is commonly mentioned in conversations about being one of the top rappers of all time. So like as in the one of the greatest to ever do it. That's awesome. That's a big deal. And while Big Boy doesn't generally make those like same lists, he still went toe to toe with him. Yeah. Like he you can't have outcast without him and he held his fucking own. Yeah. I do really love Big Boy. But at the end of the day, someone's gotta be oats. (laughs) In a duo. (laughs) Are we hauling oats? You know what? We may be hauling oats. We may be hauling oats. 
when I said it, I was like, oh, there we are. Am I oats? I don't know. <laughs> I think we may both be oats. <laughs> We're just oats and oats. We're aspiring to Daryl Hall. <laughs> no. Jake is Jake is Hall. Hall and oats and oats. <laughs> DM. Okay. All right. I did not forget about the magic here. Yes. Right? That's what we talk about at Uncle Bob's. So there are a ton of magical references in Outcast's music. I love that. And mysticism and spirituality actually show up a lot in their songs okay. in many different ways. Awesome. So you can see a lot of mythology references like Egyptian stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Symbolism. They're heavy, heavy. on the symbolism. Yeah. There's some horror references. They have a song called Dracula's Wedding that's always on my spooky oh season my gosh, playlist. I love that. Such a good song. But I want to focus on the cosmic themes. The cosmic. Okay, because we know I love some like spacey astrological shit. And you've heard me talk a lot about this Aquemini. So let me start there. Do it. Okay, Aquemini is Outcast's third studio album released in September Uh, of 1998. Interesting. Um, This specifically is regarded as one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time. Wow. And it was very experimental, very ethereal and like atmospheric. You kind Uh, of felt like you were in space. Okay. Um, And as suggested by the Name, it is riddled with mentions of astrology. Oh, so I if love you that. look at the album cover, mm-hmm. you have the two of them, and then you see like the astrology wheel. Okay. And then they like kind of blend the Aquarius and the, the Gemini, Gemini symbol and they create their own symbol. Oh, Ooh, I Aquemini. love it. And then there's the title song, Aquemini, on the album that highlights their differing personalities using their sun signs. Oh, I love right? that. So Aquemini. Yeah. And they kind of take on like these personas of the player, which is Big Boy and the poet. Uh, which is Andre okay. 3000, who is the Gemini, and that right. does make sense. Yes. We're the communicator. Uh, but they emphasize this like cosmic bond between the pair. Okay. Like the line is, it's him and I, Aquemini. So they're talking about, yeah, yeah that's what I'm yeah. talking It's just like a cause of seed. Do you get chills? I, I think that's so yeah, cool. Yeah, I think it's awesome and that they're cognizant of, you know, of that. Yeah, I was reading a lot of um, interviews where like Big Boy said, like it was definitely like destined, yeah. like God put us together. It was yeah. in the stars, that kind of thing. Right. Like it was definitely- Magic. Yeah. Um, and this isn't the only time you'll find mentions of the stars. Okay. Um, outer space and science fiction themes can be found all throughout this album, but also their other work. So okay. let's talk about let's that do it. for a minute. Ooh. I want to talk about space and aliens. Nice. So throughout Your their, favorite. I, that's what I'm like. This is yeah. right up my alley. Made for me. Throughout their music and visuals, you'll find many sci-fi references. So spacey themes, mentions of like cosmic mythology, the okay. planets. Um, in the Roses music video, you mm-hmm. see a UFO drop down. Yes. That's Lors. She yes. likes that one. The witch on the broom. Yeah, you see a witch. Yeah. Um, in prototype, like there's all kinds of extraterrestrial mythology. There's mm-hmm. a UFO. Andre 3000 is literally like an alien. He's wearing a little <laughs> white wig and it's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> um, I did see in some sources that Andre 3000 was specifically interested in sci-fi from a young age. So oh, I don't know if this was his okay. doing. Uh, his, but this, his influence. Yeah, but it all makes sense given what we've talked about so far. Right, yeah. like they sounded otherworldly. Yes, um, one of the most obvious examples of this is At Aliens from 1996, and I hope I—that's how we say it here. Yeah. I'm sure there's many different ways to say that. Maybe, but there's a, lots of direct references to space, aliens, the planets, and the stars. The album cover itself is made to look like a sci-fi comic book cover. Ooh. Okay, which is intentional because there was an accompanying 
comic book in the CD booklet. Oh, fun. Isn't that fucking awesome? Wow, that would be a cool memento to have. I tried to look it up and I it was very expensive. I bet. So I'm sure I had it in my stack and of CDs and I don't. Uh, the comic star's outcast is intergalactic superheroes from the space city of Atlantis. Oh, uh, we just talked about that. And you can like see the comic book yeah. in some of their music videos and stuff. So you see what I mean mm-hmm. with the like mythology Absolutely. references too? Um, Outcasts use these themes to represent their outsider status in the hip hop community like we were talking about at this time, but also to highlight the feeling of being an outsider in general, right? Uh, they wanted to inspire people to be true to themselves right. regardless of what others thought. I love that. But more importantly, they also use these cosmic themes to explore and discuss their experiences as black men in America. Okay, so I have a direct quote here. I found an article that talks all about their use of like space themes for this purpose. So I will link it. Here's a direct quote. Outcasts use the planets, aliens, stars, and mythical cosmic narratives to comment on the progression of black rights in America's South, society's preconceived ideas of black masculinity and racial unity and solidarity. Wow. Okay, right. Yeah. That's like a a big fucking deal. Uh, A good example of this would be the elevators, and you music video and you can also see that um comic book that i was talking about so there's all of these spacey sci-fi themes and for these reasons their music often falls under the afrofuturism umbrella okay okay. so if you don't know afrofuturism is a genre that centers black history and culture and incorporates science fiction technology and futuristic elements into literature music and the visual arts oh my gosh I fucking uh, love that. Awesome. Um, other artists in the Afrofuturism genre include Parliament Funkadelic. Ooh, okay. And George I think, Clinton. Yeah, I think I read a lot about like they have their own mythology. Yeah. Like this alien mythology, yeah. this sci-fi, and I really want to dive yeah. into that. Um, Sun Ra. Okay. Flying Lotus and Erica Badu. Ah. So there you go. Um, I am not the one, you know, obviously this is about the black experience. So I'm not going to dive into that anymore. Um, I'm sure we'll you know, yeah, talk touch about on it again, movies yeah. and stuff, but I urge you to go and like yeah, look into that and listen to this music. Yes. Okay. So that is outcast in that a nutshell. was awesome. That's just, I know I didn't, I just scratched the surface scratched too. The surface. Because there's so many like references and sci-fi themes yeah. and it's just super fucking cool. If yeah. you watch even just one of their music videos, yeah. the symbolism and the. Yeah. Like for Scooby-Doo. Oh my God, I knew you were going to bring that up. Yeah, I did want to mention that they uh, have that fucking kick-ass song that was on the Scooby-Doo soundtrack. I think it's called Land of a Million Drums. Uh Uh, And the music video stars the one and only Matthew Lillard. Matty L. So go watch that on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like a lot of people miss that they were on that soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a fucking kick-ass song. Awesome. And I'm pretty sure it was on like the DVD menu. Is that right? And you just sit there and like, I'm just going to sit here to listen (laughs) to this song but yeah their music appears on like so much so many yeah. fucking soundtracks yeah. i'm sure you can hear it in like any show i love that and again the idlewild film i have to say is super underrated i love that movie so much the music is good if you just want to listen to the album the but the mo- movie the is movie so the visuals good. visually the cinematography the 
color, the use of color. Yeah, it's I mean, visually stunning. I feel yeah. like that one really, yes. people really miss that one. Mm-hmm. So go check that out. Um, and that is Outcast in a nutshell. That's Outcast like 101. 101. <laughs> we always say that 101. There's so much more. There's so much more to dive into. There is. And I'm very like, I'm finding myself um, very into the research process right yes. now. Again, it's probably Virgo. just the season we're in. And yeah. I, you know, talk to me next month and I'll be like, fuck it all. <laughs> <laughs> But no, no, I was excited to dive into this one. I think that's wonderful. And and they make such awesome music. And I love that we can pull magical lessons out of right. things you wouldn't think. I was going to say, know. I don't think people would automatically hear Outcast yeah. and think oh, like science fiction yeah. or magic. But yeah. It's, yeah, there's it's there. so much there. Woven in. Yeah. So go listen to their oh, music. Yeah, go do it. Awesome. All right. I know what I'm I listening to today. Are you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel. No, just kidding. Hollow Notes. Hollow Notes can be outcast. All right. I love it. All right. Uh, we'll see you on Friday for our full length. All right. TTFN. Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on. <laughs>